amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson and Michael Lynn White will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. What's up, Murfreesboro? You are listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show here on WGNS. We are live downtown Murfreesboro. I am Michael Lynn White, along with Mr. Murfreesboro himself, Bill Wilson. Hey, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. We are so excited to be here on a Sunday night with y'all. We always appreciate you. Make sure to check out the Mr. Murfreesboro Facebook page. We are live streaming there. You can call in. You can also listen to us online at WGNSRadio.com. We're also excited, Bill. We have got a great guest tonight. We're excited. We are so excited to have MTSU's head football coach, Coach Rick Stockstill. Coach, hi. This <laughs> <laughs> is your first time being on this show. You've been up here before you, when I was co-hosting the Edwin Lee Raymer show, but we're going we're gonna to take good care of you. You always do. That's right. Yay, we're excited to have you here. It's like we got a celebrity in the yeah, room that, tonight. Don't go that far. Don't go for that far. Okay, so, I mean, what, what are we jumping into tonight? Let's talk some MTSU football. Football. And we also want to know, one thing we like to do on the show, Coach, is we like to get to know the person. So, we want to know you, your background. I'm sure a lot of people here already know this. You've been here for a long time, but I find it interesting Aren't you from to know Kentucky? the background. Grew up in Georgetown, Kentucky, yep, and uh, moved to Florida, Fernandina Beach, uh, the, my junior year of high school. So went the last two years there at, at Fernandina and then went on to Florida State and got in this coaching profession and been, a, I guess, Bethune-Cookman College, Central Florida, Clemson, East Carolina, South Carolina, and, and now and, Middle Tennessee. And you're going into what year here? 16th. 16th year. Who influenced you the most uh, – get into coaching who was your you know the my two biggest influences you know male influences have been my dad who was a high school coach and he coached a little bit of college ball at georgetown college and and coach bowden and i've said that many times that my dad and coach bowden uh, have had the biggest impact influence on my life not only as a as a coach uh, but as a, as a man also. Right. What was it like playing for Coach Bowden? I, I know he just passed away like a month or so ago, and we were talking earlier. You had uh, called to check on him yeah. right before he had passed. No, so. it's, uh, I consider myself one of the lucky guys in, this, in the world that I can say I played for Coach Bowden. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just a, an incredible man. Uh, he treated everybody – uh, with kindness, kindness. Uh, he was just a, a genuine person. Uh, he loved his players. He loved his coaches. He treated everybody with respect. And um, you know, I can't tell you how much uh, I've, I learned from him. Uh, I leaned on him, and uh, you know, he, he made it to '91, and uh, we'd all sign up for that probably. You know, right now, if if we could, right, uh, and you knew it was coming, like you said, I, I talked to him in June, and that's when he said he had pancreatic cancer, and 
You know, his days were numbered. They kept it out in the media, too. They didn't let anybody know. Which, you know, the, just the, you know, could because the last couple of weeks when it did get out, you know. Uh, you know it's like a feeding frenzy. So, yeah, yeah but, uh, you know, just the, you know, you got time to prepare. You know that one of your, that your coach, the guy that you love like a father is going to pass. And so you had a, I had a month and a half there, you know, to prepare for it. And still when it happened, um, you know, it, it hurt. You know, you cry, and because he meant so much to me. Sure, I'm happy that you had such a good college football coaching experience with your coach. I mean, he became, like you say, a father right. figure to you. So that is good. You don't always hear that. You're right. You don't. It's uh, you know, and that's what you know. I, I've I I tell people I've been very fortunate. I, I coached with Steve Spurrier. I coached with Lou Holtz. I coached Larry Little, who's in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I've been exposed to a lot of people, but I try to coach more like Coach Bowden than anybody I've ever been around. I try to treat our players the way he treated us. And, and, and you're right, Michael Lynn. I think one of the things that I hope when my players leave that they can say they had a great college experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, – that you help put them on the right path right. to being successful in, in life and to be a good husband, to be a good father, you know, to be able to provide for their families and, and just feel good about the college choice that they made, you know, because you're right, not everybody says that when they leave college. Right, exactly. Wow. Well, what's one of the main things that you instill in your players? Actually, can we hold on to that question? We've got a caller, but I want to know the answer to that. Somebody's we have a caller, so let's already. get him on. Who do we have? Uh, it's Blue. Hey, Blue. My boy, Blue. Hey, Blue Raiders. It's Blue Raiders. <laughs> hey, Blue. Hey, Blue. You got a question, Blue? Coach, you know who the father of the wishbone was? Yes, sir. I think it was uh, uh, Barry Switzer. <laughs> No, Emory Bellard. Ah, you're right. <laughs> East Carolina. University of Texas yeah. down there. Yeah. Kind of gave rise to Barry Switzer. Gave Barry Bryant a good idea. You might remember a boy named uh, Billy Sims. Oh, yeah. We played against him in the Orange Bowl my junior year. My exactly. sophomore my sophomore year. Yep. Is that why you're a little nervous to run the wishbone at middle? No, sir. Uh, I'm not nervous to run the wishbone at, at middle. It's just – I don't know enough about it. It was really good in the 60s and the 70s. Mm -hmm. and, uh, heyday, son. That was a heyday, Coach. Yeah, I know it was. Did they run that <laughs> on the Adam Sandler Matthew. movie? Is that the play they ran on that movie? <laughs> well, they, Coach, I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> that, gosh, That's, dang. You know who that is, don't you? I do now. Matthew Neal. <laughs> I do now. Hey, hey buddy, thanks for calling oh me. Oh, my gosh. Next caller, please. <laughs> See you, Blue. See you, Blue. <laughs> Bye, Blue. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I don't know who told him to do that. Uh, <laughs> but we we've talked about the wishbone to bring you got, fans in. You got me. You got me, Blue. Bill, I think you talked about that on one show before. I, did. Summer, yeah. I think I think I've got it recorded where Coach said that he would run one play in the wishbone. I don't. We have to look at our archives. But yeah, we know, are. We're gonna run one. We're gonna run one play uh, just for Mr. Murfreesboro. No, for Blue now. For Blue. For Blue. Well, that means two plays. <laughs> no, the the Mr. I mean the the wishbone was a fantastic. But the reason they don't run it now is because a lot of those 
the pros don't look at it. I mean, no, it's, is that the reason? Why no, don't why I, don't people run the wishbone? I, I think the what the reason people have gotten away from it is high schools. You don't find many high schools doing it now. High schools are more spread offenses, and you know, the quarterbacks, receivers throwing the ball all over the place, and then you know, colleges. It got to be where the fan base didn't like three yards in a cloud of dust. They wanted. You know, I would think a lot that of, the uh, only reason I said, Coach, is that ESPN would catch on. I don't think there's anybody else that runs the wishbone. But if you did run it and you became successful doing it, it's fan, just hard fan, to recruit to. Fans would show up. It's hard to recruit and to. And then people are talking about MTSU. It's hard to recruit to because, you know, you, you don't find those guys in high school that do it. And then you're going to tell – you know, this high school kid, you come here, you're going to run the wishbone. Well, they don't do it in the NFL, right. and uh, I'm not developing my skill set to Did be Coach a, Bowden never use – he never used the wishbone. It no. was like Switzer, Wilkinson. It was your Nebraska, your uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, A&M. Okay, we're not going to talk about the wishbone anymore. Well, I had to get that out. Oh, my gosh. What's funny thank is you, that – Thank you, Matthew Neal. Yeah, thank you, Blue. Uh, Blue. I thought Bill was kidding. I didn't know that that was a real play. I thought Bill was being silly, so anyway. No, he knows. The old wishbone. We're going to look for that. If MTSU does that one of these days, Bill's well, going to well, lose his mind. I'll, I'm going to be at the game. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to bug him till he does do it. I hope they do do it. I really do. I think he's going to. He's a man of his word. He's yeah. going to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, okay, back to, your, uh, back to your players. You bring them in. you got these young kids. Like, What's the most important thing you tell them right when they get here? What got you here won't keep you here. Mm-hmm. How uh, you've got to work harder at everything you do, uh, preparing your body, how you lift weights, how you eat, how hard you practice, how you compete uh, academically, how hard, how much harder you're going to have to work to be successful academically because you may have a teacher one time and never have that same teacher your next four years and in high school. You know, your English teacher may have taught your mom, may have taught your grandmother, and they've known about you growing up, and they're going to give you a million chances to write that paper over, and it doesn't happen that way in college. So Mm -hmm. uh, what got you here won't keep you here. Right, right. Okay, well, tell us some of the things you're most excited about this upcoming season, like player-wise. Michael, I I like our team. I like where we're at right now. we got good players. the thing that I'm probably most excited about is um, so far we, we've had some hiccups here in August, but not near as many as we had last year because mm-hmm. of COVID. So I feel the continuity and uh, where we're at as a team, I feel a lot better about us right now than I did this time last year because mm-hmm. uh, we had so many guys out last week, last year. Um, so I'm excited about that and just, you know, the opportunity to, to, to play, you know, this time last year, we really didn't know if we were going to play or not, play a game. Right. Let several on, games canceled, didn't you? Yeah, towards the yeah, end. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just I, I just think the, you know, I, I love competing and our players love, you know, to play and just uh, the opportunity to get out and compete again, you know, less than a week now um i'm just looking forward to that uh, i got a pretty good sized chip on my shoulder that you know as a team that you know we feel like we've 
got something to prove this year, and mm-hmm. I'm anxious to get out and right on. to do that. Yeah, we, we have a young, young team. We talked about it earlier. You have like 62 freshmen. You've only got eight seniors, but that's still not a bad place to be. I mean, no, you know, we're I, I, like I said, we, we're young. Uh, actually, we have 10 seniors. Uh, you know, not not many on defense. We've only got two on defense. Um, you know, we got one kicker, so seven on offense, two running backs, three receivers, and uh, an offensive lineman. So, uh, again, we've got we're young in some areas, but we've got experience. We got brought in, you know, a handful of uh, transfers, right. the portal transfer portal guys. Uh, you know, so I'm hopeful that they're going to play and be what we expect them or think they're going to be. Uh, you know, but I, I, I like our team, and, and um, we've got a lot of we've had a lot of good competition at most positions, and you know we didn't have competition at some areas last year because guys were out with you know quarantine issues and all that kind of stuff. So right. I like where we're at this year or where we're at right now, and uh, we'll go in to next week relatively healthy. You know, we'll have a handful of guys that won't play that you wish were playing. Right but, on. Mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, you know, we're pretty healthy. Is Bailey Hockman the transfer from NC State? Will he be the starter? Uh, we haven't made, made that, that decision. decision yet. No, sir. He's when a, do you make that elected. decision? You know, it's a great question. I'm sure I'll get ans- asked that a bunch this week, <laughs> you know, as it gets closer. But um, in, in an opening game, you know, there's a little bit of gamesmanship. And to me – you know, I, I don't feel a rush. I don't feel a need to make a decision or announce a decision, you know. Just pri- Yeah, and, you know, you look at, you know, you watch all the NFL stuff going on right now, the guys that, you know, Belichick hasn't made a decision on his quarterback, right and, on. Mm-hmm. you know, in, in New England, you know, all that stuff. And so I don't feel an, a sense of urgency to make a decision for the public. Uh, right now but okay. being that Bailey played in the is it the ACC for NC State yes, does sir. that help him come into to our conference and is it better do you see an advantage of being a left-handed quarterback no I, I don't uh, I, as far as the left-handed quarterback deal I, I don't you know see that being an advantage or a disadvantage I know in the NFL uh, last year uh, I can't ever say his name to a down there at uh, the Dolphins, yeah. he was the first left-handed quarterback in the NFL in the, like the last 11 years, something like that. So it's a little bit bigger deal in the NFL than it is in college. Uh, you know, so uh, him having experience in the ACC, uh, whether it was the ACC or the CCA, you know, just right. him playing, he's played – uh, a bunch of snaps in college and I think that's you know helpful for him you know that you know when he plays it's not the first time he's ever played taking a snap gotcha right well coach thank you so much we are going to take a quick break we'll be right back you're listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro show don't go anywhere we'll be right back
Gallagher Guitar Company has been building guitars since 1965. Today we build some of the finest guitars in the world on Walnut Street right here in downtown Murfreesboro. We provide educational tours on Saturdays or at other times by appointment. Whether an individual or as a family, you're sure to find it interesting. Call us at 615-801-8043 or visit our website at GallagherGuitar.com. Has your home experienced storm damage or do you just need a remodel? Oakstone Builders LLC is your answer. They also build custom homes. You can find them at 3173 South Church Street here in Murfreesboro or call 931-488-5967. That's 931-488-5967. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Grand Slam Collectibles is your place in Murfreesboro to buy, sell, and trade sports cards, collectibles, and memorabilia. Head on over to their website only at GrandSlam.com. They're located at 1254 Northwest Broad Street. You can also reach them by phone at 615-809-2362 or become one of their over 30,000 followers on Facebook at Grand Slam Collectibles 615. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. Mr. Murfreesboro Show. I am Michael Lynn White, along with Bill Wilson and our special guest tonight, Coach Rick Stockstall. Okay, we're back. What are we talking about this time? More MTSU football, <laughs> more coach, more... Well, I'm, we a were... big, I'm a big history buff, and we were talking about this earlier. Did you know Murfreesboro MTSU had the Grantland Rice Bowl? 
No, I did not know that. What's Back that you got 60, over there, well, this Bill? This is a program. <laughs> it's a program from 1965, Jones Field, 50 Cent Souvenir Program. And it's got a picture of Grant and the Rice. Who was Let me see here. it. Who brought that? Well, did you bring it? Came, it came from, uh, there was a guy named... H.A. Flynn, who had the Greyhound, Greyhound uh, bus station back in the 40s and 50s here in Murfreesboro, his son gave that gave that to me to take a look at. But That's just fun. I mean, to our listeners, we're looking at a, a this. Grantland um, Rice was a sports this program, rider, which is pretty cool. Big Notre Dame. I mean, he, the four he covered the four horsemen at Notre on Dame. Facebook want to see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he was he was born here in Murfreesboro, and they had a bowl named after him, MTSU. I tell you the best bowl I ever saw in tissue play. You were the coach. It was a uh, against Southern Miss, New Orleans. The New Orleans bowl, who's under attack right now from a hurricane. But uh, the New Orleans bowl was a that was a big win for him tissue mm. that put us yeah. on the map, kind of. Yeah, it was a good right? game. Yeah, it was, uh, was Shane a, Blizzard was a wide receiver, right? And sure Dwight was. Dasher. Yeah, sure was. Two good players, and um, that was our first school's first bowl win. That yeah, was a big. You've heard of the New Orleans Bowl, Michael. Yeah. For yes. Lord's sake, you're from yes, Mississippi. Yes, my gosh, yes. I mean, I might not know all the football <laughs> rules and regulations, but, you know, I do know powder, some things. Powder puff bowl. <laughs> a puppy bowl. The puppy bowl. <laughs> oh but, my no, gosh. I just thought Coach that was is going to run out of here and leave. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, puppy bowl, I'm out. There was a tangerine bowl, I think, in tissue played in. A blue bonnet bowl, maybe? I don't know. Both. Both. Tangerine bowl. Float, well, I mean, I played in a tangerine, tangerine bowl twice. Once at Clemson and once as a player at Florida State. How fun! Did y'all win? Uh, we won when I was at uh, as a player at Florida State, and we lost one at Clemson. You played in the Orange Bowl against Nebraska. Is that Oklahoma? No? Oklahoma. Twice. Who was Thomas Lott or Watts? JC, JC, JC Watts, Watts, who became a congressman. Mm-hmm. He was a quarterback. And they ran the wishbone. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, Coach, I want to know when you were leaving college and you were deciding what you were going to do. What made you get into the coaching deal? Michael Lynn, I when I went to college, I knew I wanted to coach. Okay, and uh, I knew at an early age that I wanted to coach, and you know that was my dad. You know what I grew up in, and when I went to Florida State, I all I knew was high school because it, it's all you know when you, before you go to college. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I was going to Florida State. You know, I was going to play, and then I was going to become a high school coach. And then when I got to Florida State. And being around Coach Bowden and the other coaches, I said, I may want to try this college, you know, deal and try it first. So um, when I graduated, I, I was fortunate enough to – I went straight to Bethune-Cookman College in Daytona and started coaching there. So uh, I was kind of like a sponge, so to speak. Uh, I saved every game plan, everything that I was given, you know, we were given at Florida State, everything Coach Bowden did or said, Mm -hmm. I wrote it down, and I was just, you know, I I knew that's what I wanted to do. That was my passion. Yeah. What a cool leader that you had, you know, Uh, someone who's just a legend. Yeah, like like I said earlier, I'm very fortunate, I'm very lucky that I get to say I played for the greatest college coach in America. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so then you're at MTSU, and you've been here how many years? This will be my 16th. 16. What has kept you here for 16 years? Um, you know, I, I just uh, I love coaching. I feel like the job isn't done yet, and you know, I've had chances to go other places, but I've never been a guy that chased the dollar mm-hmm. or right. you know. Bigger is not necessarily better. 
Uh, I've never Locker, been that yeah. type of guy. And uh, loyalty to our players. You know, I just, you know, I, you go in their home and you say, Mom, Dad, I'm going to take care of your son. I'm going to coach your son. And uh, when I had opportunities to leave, I just felt like I wasn't keeping my word to my players. And, and I know that sounds corny, cliche-ish or whatever, but just kind of the way I am. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've never, you know, I've never chased the dollar. And I want to, I want to help these guys, you know, reach their goals, reach their dreams, and and continue to help, you know, Middle Tennessee football and the things that I want to do here. You've had several players go on and play in the NFL under your tutelage, uh, playing the Super, win the Super Bowl. Can you? Tell us about that. A couple yeah, of the you know, players. I mean, uh, Charvarius Ward and uh, Darius Harris, you know, with the Chiefs, right. you know, they played in it the last two years and, you know, they won the, the first year and got beat last year by Tampa Bay. And, you know, but, you know, been very fortunate, you know, guys that have, you know, ha- I've had an opportunity to coach and, you know, they've been able to go on and play in the NFL, you know, and, Philip Tanner and Kevin Byard over with the Titans. And, the mayor, he's the mayor, and right? just uh, you know uh, a lot, a lot of good players. Benny Cunningham, you know, came through and from Nashville. Yeah, and, you know, just uh, is Richie James still playing? Yeah, in? you know, he's he's with with San Francisco. I, I, I was texting and talking to him earlier here tonight that he uh, hurt his knee and he's got to have surgery. And he's going to be out, you know, six to eight weeks or so, but. Um, you know, he's still with 49ers, yes, sir. Well, good. What does that make you feel like? I know you're excited when they go on to do cool things. Yeah, you know, I guess it, it goes back to when you get here that, or when you go into that home when they're 17 years old and 18 years old and you say, this is my vision for your son, mm. my vision for you, that uh, this is, you know, wanna, how I want to help you and how – if you do this and, you know, they've got to have the, the skill set, the ability to play in the NFL. But, you know, you, you push them in the right direction from a, from a work ethic standpoint, how hard you have to work uh, to do that and to graduate from college. And, you know, it just makes you proud whether they make the NFL or not. They graduate and, right. you know, and they, you know, they have a family, they have children of their own and, you know, they they come back and see you just that kind of pat yourself on the back that you help them uh, become all they could be, so to speak. Right mm-hmm. on. Yeah, that's really good. I know we've had Coach Dean Hayes on this show, and I've interviewed him several times before, and his big thing, which I'm sure yours is too, again, is education. We want them to graduate, and we want them to – because, you know – they're going to be doing lots of different things other than football yeah. and track after they graduate. Right. Yeah. You know, Michael Lynn, I, I always, when we start in August, you know, our first meeting, I'll always get a football and the older guys know, and, and I'll say, how long do you think I can stand on this ball? You know, <laughs> and they'll say one second, five seconds, whatever. And so I stand on it and I maybe last a second, two seconds and I fall off. And I tell them, I said, eventually football is going to be taken away from you. You can't stand on football forever. And you've got to be able to provide for your family and yourself. And if you're lucky to go to the NFL, 
you know, the average lifetime is less than three years. Right. Yeah. And uh, so you're going to, you know, 25 years old, what are mm-hmm. you going to do for the next 75 years or 60 years, whatever? And, uh, you know, so try to make sure they understand the importance of getting that degree and then uh, pushing them and ch- helping them realize if they want the NFL part of it, how hard you got to work. Right on. Right. What's, it, what's it been like coaching with your son Brent, how's that been? Been yes, great. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been good. It's uh, you know, I, I was very lucky uh, to be able to coach him, you know, and experience uh, and share those memories that we created or that he created for me, right? Um, and watch him grow as an athlete, and you know, and then he's he went off to you know uh, Florida Atlantic with Lane Kiffin for a year, and then last year at South Florida with Jeff Scott and those guys. And, you know, I was got, we got him back here, but just uh, his energy, his passion, uh, his positivity that he brings every day, uh, the energy that he brings not only to the position group that he coaches, but the, the entire team, the entire offense and our coaching staff. And, and he's been a great addition. He'll do a great job recruiting for us. Um, as, as well as coaching, so it's kind of been fun to just sit back and, and he's watch one him. tough cookie. Yep, mm-hmm. he's and, uh, he's played ball with a broken collarbone. I can remember when he was playing in high school at Seagull. I think they were playing Maryville, and he was he was just tough, just a tough tough dude. <laughs> yep. Well, I have broken my collarbone before, so I cannot imagine playing football with Cheering, one. So right. you know, Cheering. go for it, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, so that's awesome. I, I can't think of anybody better to do that than your son. So I know you're happy about that. Was that hard coaching your son and such an intense thing? You know, Michael, it was in both of us. Probably it, it took us a while to get kind of comfortable. And, and you'd, when he first got here, you know, you'd see him coming down the hall and I'd kind of go the other way. So. <laughs> We wouldn't run into each other in front of his buddies. I need and some all lunch that. money, Dad. Right. Then, <laughs> you know, he'd do the same thing and just kind of, you know, uh, what should I call you, pops, right? You know, coach. coach, whatever, you know, and you know. So that first year, you know, was kind of, and, and he didn't play that first year, so it was kind of, a, kind of a feeling each other out mm-hmm. deal. But you know, I I didn't coach him any different you know, than I coached anybody else. And, and you hear a lot of coaches say, I'm going to coach my son harder than the, anybody else because I want to prove to the rest of the team that he's no different than everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I did, I've always disagreed with that. And I said, why should I coach my son harder than I'm going to coach you? Shouldn't I coach everybody just as hard coach everybody just the same right. and demand the same from this guy as I do my son. So I tried to do that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't try. I did. I did that. I, I didn't treat him any different. And, you know, he was a, a great teammate. And he didn't, hey, we're going in shorts today. Dad told me we're going in shorts. I, right, you know, right. Any of that stuff. Right. And, you know, uh, so it, it was a lot of fun. I, I, 
it's uh, something that I consider myself very lucky and very fortunate. Right on. That's good. So what about recruiting? You mentioned that your son will be a good recruiter for y'all. What makes someone a good recruiter or made you successful at it? Because that part of the thing is fascinating to me. I, I, I think the big thing, that is a great question. I think the big thing that separates a good or a, a good recruiter from a great recruiter or a great recruiter from a bad recruiter is simple. It's you, you got to have a work ethic. You can outwork people in recruiting. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people say you can't now because it's technology and all that stuff. Everybody's got the same, but they don't. And, and just the, the work ethic. And then, so you got to have that. And then the, you've got to be honest with them. You can't lie to them they got to trust you and when you walk into that home that first time you got to be able to hug that mom and say i love you you know you've got to have that kind of relationship already with the family because you got all summer everything until into november where you can talk to go into the home and talk to them so you got four five six months careful yeah to to develop a relationship not only with the kid but that entire family and uh, if you'll do that, then you'll you'll be a good recruiter. And mm-hmm. you got to take it personal. If if you say no, if I'm recruiting you and you say no, I'm going to go somewhere else. Then I've got to take that personal. What could I have done better, differently to have gotten him? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if it's I I didn't get him, he's going somewhere else. If it doesn't hurt you. Uh, and you can't get them all. You know that. Right, you, you, right. You know, they're going to – but you you got to feel as a recruiter, I'm going to get them all. You're mm-hmm. going after them, right. Yeah. I'll tell you something, NTSU has gotten a lot of pushback as far as not recruiting locally. But I, I just looked at the roster. You, we've got Oakland represented, Riverdale, Siegel, Blackman. Well, we, uh, I, I, that's, I'm, I'm going to cut you off right there. Okay. Because we recruit Murfreesboro. We re, that's the first part. We're going to recruit the state of Tennessee first. Right. And – you look at the guys that, you know, who we haven't gotten, where have they gone? They've gone to LSU. They've gone to, to Ole Miss. They've gone to Oklahoma. They've gone to Arizona. That You know, they've gone there. We're not losing kids to, you know, group of five schools. Right. So um, we recruit the heck out of this place. Um, you know. And, I was uh, complimenting. I'm saying you're doing yep. a great job oh, yeah, with yep. that. And, uh because I've heard it too, and uh, you know, we'll, you know, that, like I said, with Brent, you know, Brent's got this area, uh, Murfreesboro, Nashville sure. area, as well as some out-of-state stuff, and you know, he can walk into any school right now, and uh, he'll have instant credibility because of, you know, playing high school ball here college in the state, ball, yeah. college ball, you know, and now coaching here, so uh, he'll have a big impact from for right us on. in recruiting. Yeah, that's so. The season. What's this week typically like for you leading up to the game? You know, that's yeah, that's a really good question <laughs> because you know the when you start camp, it you got those first two weeks are kind of the grind, you mm-hmm. know, and then school starts, which it did this past week, and. That's always the hard week mm-hmm. because it's not game week. You're kind of in that, you know, that that in between. You're in school now, and you know, we still got next week, and that, you know, so that last this past week has always been a hard week wherever right. for every college athlete. 
And now this week we practice today, this afternoon. So now we're in officially game week. Tomorrow, Monday is our day off. Mm -hmm. So they won't practice tomorrow. And then we'll go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But, you know, you start hearing the band practicing and all that. It gives the cheerleaders, you see them walking around practicing. Mm -hmm. You know, so that extra, you know, jolt of caffeine kind of gets you going a little bit. You know you're close. And uh, the excitement level, the energy, you know, everything starts to amp up a little bit. But um, as a coach – now you just you start looking at making sure you you know dotted all your I's and crossed your T's and that you're ready. And we had our little mock uh, game Saturday uh, where you go through all the different situations that could you know present itself in the course of a game or course of a season. And uh, so we did that yesterday Saturday, and uh, now just trying to fine tune and get everybody to the gate as fresh and healthy as we can. Compared to last year, uh, the COVID was here. This year, the the uh, you don't have to do as much, do you? Not preparing because um, I mean, we're, last year you had to test three times a week. This year you have to test one time a week and seventy two hours before the game. Uh, but I'm still very cognizant of who I'm going to room guys with. Right on. You know. He's vaccinated. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's partially vaccinated. He's not. You know, where they're going to sit on the bus, where they're going to sit on the planes when we travel, who's going to eat with who, you know, because you've got to be cognizant of, you know, contact tracing and, and all that. So those issues are still there that I'm dealing with. Uh, probably the, the thing that right now, you know, we don't have to wear a mask that's, that's good. on the sideline. Uh, you know, last year the players had to, uh, when they took their helmet off, they had to put a, a dang mask on, and that, that was hard. I bet it sure, is. for yeah. a 19, 20-year-old, yeah. yeah. You know, so um, there's still some issues that, that you have to deal with, but, you know, to answer your question, just probably not as many right now. Mm-hmm. That's a blessing. Yeah, that is good. I'm sure that is stressful. One thing I always think about is that people forget when they're at the game and they're, you know, putting these kids on a pedestal. They're still young kids and they're still studying (laughs) and doing school. College is hard. I don't even know how y'all do it and how you keep them focused. Well, the the thing that's, Michael, the thing that's been hard this past two years is think about when you were 18 years old, 19 years old, and... 20 years and you couldn't go to class you couldn't hang out with your friends it's bad. You, you couldn't go to thursday night and you know whatever you you couldn't do those things mm-hmm. you were so isolated uh you, the the it's the mental what, health what you're so used to doing all your life was taken away from you yeah. and now all of a sudden you know you're all you're doing is looking at your phone and your computer doing work and you, you learned what zoom was and uh you know so that part that stress that you're dealing with and then all the unknowns of the COVID issues last year on top of that on top of playing football on top of you know supposed to play a game here saturday and you know you're getting ready to go to the hotel on friday and Charlotte calls and says, 
we can't make it. We got too many guys. Yeah. So now that rug's pulled out from underneath of you, and you've practiced, you've trained all week to play, and as a competitor, now you can't. You know, it was just there was so much uh, stress and unknowns last year that we had to deal with. Yeah, uh, that was hard on. You know, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. Yeah, I can't imagine. And you're getting them trying to focus on their game, which is probably good, though, because they've got teammates and they've got someone kind of guiding them. I think that would be helpful for me, at least. Um, so what game are you like? We've got a good schedule here. Yeah, that's what I was just I about to ask about the we schedule. We do a lot of traveling. We go to, well, Monmouth. We open up the 4th. They Saturday. come from New Jersey. And then uh, go to Blacksburg to play for Junior Tech, which is no – Probably a pretty good football team. Probably, yeah. Well, we're gonna take it to them, Coach. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited about this first one, and uh, I'm yeah, Coach Cliche stuff, you know, and all that. But you know, we only have five home games, uh, you know. So we gotta, and, and I've always said, you know, when you go on the road, you, you've got to be, uh, you got to pack your toughness because, you know, you're gonna ride a bus eight hours to to Virginia Tech. Right, you know that's going to wear you out just sitting on a bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're staying in a new hotel. You're going to play in front of ninety thousand people that don't like you. <laughs> you know, so the toughness that you have to bring, the mental toughness there to overcome all that. You know, and now you're doing it seven times. Most everybody else is doing it five or six times. Right. right? You know, so you, you, we're on the road a lot more. So we've got a, you know, we got to be a very, you know mentally tough team to be able to handle that and i think we are that's good what what's the main thing how do you prepare them for that because that is tough you know i i I don't talk about it right now because you know it's not an issue okay you know we put we play at home this week Mm -hmm. next week you know i'll I'll talk to them i say hey we got a eight hour bus trip you know we're gonna at four hours, we're going to stop here and, you know, stretch our legs and go to the bathroom and all that stuff. And we're going to get there and we're going to work out at their stadium and, and all that. So and I've, I played at Virginia Tech when I was coaching at Clemson, but not in the stadium it is now. They've redone it and it's really beautiful. But uh, when I go to places that I know, like Florida International, their locker room is about as big as this right here. And, you know, so you try to prepare them so that when they walk in, they don't go, dang, you know, I'm dressing right on top of you and you're right on top of me. And Mm -hmm. just, you know, try to prepare them as much as you can for what they're going to see and experience when they get there. It's also probably fun. That's one thing. But what when they go to these big fancy schools, you know, that's another thing, too. It's Um, uh, it's probably fun. Yeah, it is because, you know, they're going to play in front of – 25,000 people here they're going to pay it play in front of you know 100,000 when we went to Alabama uh you're going to play in front of you know 90,000 you know when we went to uh, Georgia right you know so uh, we play Ole Miss next year Oh, we did. Hotty toddy can I say that to these I'm a Blue Raider too but you know I grew up (laughs) there you go Uh, a rebel you know so it's exciting for those guys to to be able to play in, yeah. in front of you know, big crowds like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one of the – we're going to take a break in a minute, but what when you played, what was your most exciting game that you played in? Ooh. I would say 
Probably the most excited. I got. I really got. I really got four. If I can give you, four. yeah, Please give us four. Do. We want to hear top four. And what, top four. And what offense they ran? I'm just kidding. Go oh ahead. Lord, wishbone. <laughs> when we beat my junior year, we went to Nebraska and beat Nebraska, and they were number three in the country. Came home the next week, and we beat Pittsburgh, and they had Dan Marino and uh, cool. Hugh Green and all those guys, and they were number three in the country, and we beat them. So that's back-to-back weeks. There you go. And then my senior year, we went to Ohio State mm. and when they had Arch Sleetster as a quarterback, and we beat them. And then next week, we went to Notre Dame, and we beat them. And, wow. You know, so those two weeks on the road, you know, my senior year beating them, and then my junior year, those two games. So you, you know, were back- nationally ranked during those times. I mean, Yeah, well, my junior year when we played, when we got beat by Oklahoma uh, in the Orange Bowl, Got beat eighteen to seventeen. We went in to the Orange Bowl number two in the country. That is awesome. Okay, what a way to go out to our last break. <laughs> we are going to take a quick break. We'll be back. You're listening to Coach Stockstill, Michael and White, Bill Wilson. We'll be back. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Garrison Fork Trucking is a small trucking business located in Middle Tennessee. They aim to provide the highest quality of services for their shippers and receivers and offer the opportunity of job stability and quality of life for their drivers. Benefits include paid orientation and training, performance bonuses, no force dispatch, truck remains with the team, referral bonuses, direct deposit weekly, competitive pay, and a flexible schedule. Give them a call at 615-721-2286 or online at garrisonforktrucking.com. The Seasons of Murfreesboro Restaurant and Lounge is your home for great live music and food. Located in Murfreesboro, they specialize in serving up great food and live music to Central Tennessee and beyond. They are locally owned and operated, family-friendly, and appreciate great music and good times. If you're looking for a great night out during the week or the weekend, check them out at 2227 Old Fort Parkway in the Clarion Inn or head over to their website, seasonsofmurfreesboro.com. BioRenew Clinic is the place for you. Nutritional deficiencies are replaced to optimize your health and well-being. Services include bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, IV infusion, anti-aging, energy-enhancing detoxification, and immunity-boosting protocols. They're located at 803 North Thompson Lane, Suite 104 here in Murfreesboro. Phone number is 615-603-8957. That is BioRenew Clinic. Mark your calendars now. Saturday, September the 25th at 6 p.m. is the Dew Drop Jamboree. You're not going to want to miss this event. Once again, the Dew Drop Jamboree, Saturday, September the 25th at 6 p.m. at the Washington Theater at Patterson Park. We're back. 
the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. I'm Michael Lynn White and Bill Wilson with our guest coach Rick Stockstill, where this is game week. Okay, so we want to talk about Monmouth. 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 What's their nicknames? Uh, I just told you. Was it Seahawks? Seahawks. (laughs) Bill's already getting in trouble from Coach. I love it. Coach. Monmouth Seahawks. (laughs) Um, Out of New Jersey, uh, it's a really, really good football team that nobody has ever heard of. And uh, Mm -hmm. they uh, got beaten the uh, semifinals of the 1AA FCS uh, playoffs this year. They're always uh, contenders in the FCS playoffs. Uh, they're a really good football team. Uh, they've got a – because of COVID and everything, uh, of their 22 starters, 20 of them are either uh, graduate seniors or sixth-year seniors. Wow. And uh, they got one junior and one sophomore quarterback, and he's really good. But offensively, from them, you'll see – you know, multiple formations, uh, personnel sets, but uh, primarily shotgun, and they're going to throw throw the ball uh, on the perimeter. Quarterbacks, I think he's very accurate. Uh, and then they'll get in some bigger sets with tight ends and whatnot, and they're going to run, you know, the inside and outside zone power schemes. And then defensively, uh, you know, base out of a four-man front, you're going to see a lot of zone coverage. They will play some uh, – it will blitz you a little bit. You know, not, not a big blitz team, but uh, – unless they change. Uh, but pretty much, uh, you know, a zone, zone blitz type team. Okay. So one thing I'm hearing about when you're preparing your players is that you take it like – one day, one game at a time. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. One That's probably time. a good thing for life because everything, you know, you're like, okay, we're going to take this and that. So, um, and you're preparing for this game. What's the main thing y'all are, y'all are watching out for? I think the big thing, Michael Lynn, is in first games. And if you watched any games yesterday, that, and I've told the team this for a couple weeks now, in the first game there's so many unknowns. And most, uh, most teams – lose the game instead of win the game yeah and you watch it kicking game is always critical in the first game because that's where um, you can make something positive happen for you or you know the other team can have a positive uh, resp- uh, a play out of it so we've got to be really really sound and good in the kicking game we've got to protect obviously and we've got to cover uh, so that's number one, and then two is pr- turnovers. You got to protect mm-hmm. the ball. Right. Uh, you can't give anybody, you know, free at bats. So, and then penalties, making sure that, you know, you don't have the false starts and the, you know, the penalties that you know, post snap, pre snap penalties. So, those three things are a big area of, of conversation I've talked to our team about is, you know, the kicking game. Uh, turnovers and uh, pre and post snap penalties. Speaking of kickers, uh, one of our kickers is a uh, a Rankin. His father's coach Gary Rankin from Alcoa. What what's his name? And is is Zeke, he a sophomore? Or Zeke Rankin. Well, Zeke? He, he was a true freshman last year, so he got that year back. So theoretically, he's still you know a freshman. But this is his second year here, and you know I love Zeke. Um, you know he's. He's coming. He doesn't have a, a huge leg, uh, 
but he's been very consistent, very accurate, and uh, he's in a good competition right now, um, you know, with our other kicker, Alex Ussery. And, uh, but, you know, Zeke is uh, really, you, you don't find many coaches that'll say this, but for a kicker, Zeke is one of the best leaders I've ever been around. He's really? positive. Hmm. Uh, he works extremely hard. I have a lot of respect for him, uh, not only as a kicker, what he's doing, but just the type of person he is, you know, the leader he is becoming. And, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Zeke, and I think he'll do a really good job for us this year. Good. That's exciting. It's fun when you see your players coming out and doing good things yeah. that you're teaching them to do. So, what do you want to say to these MTSU fans out there? Get your tickets and come to the game. Yeah, I hope you come to the game. And, uh, you know, as much as, you know, COVID has impacted uh, everybody, you know, for those three hours when you go to a sporting event, those three hours, it, it kind of takes your mind off everything and mm-hmm. you feel like it's all your normal again. And, and, uh, it's you guys know it's easy to get in and out of our place. There's not a hundred thousand people there, so it's you know kid friendly. Uh, it's a great atmosphere. Uh, our players deserve uh, to play in front of a, a big crowd, and I hope you'll right. come and, right and and support these guys because they do an awful lot in in the community uh, in their spare time, and and I'm hopeful that. You know, you'll do a lot for them coming and supporting them as well. Support our Blue Raiders. True Blue, support the Blue Raiders. It's fun out there, though. I've been to a couple of games and then tailgate a little bit. I mean, I grew up in Oxford, so tailgating was like the thing. The so <laughs> come the out, Grove, yeah. yeah, come and tailgate and go to the game. They've got a beer garden. They didn't have that when I was in college at Middle. They've no. got that for the students, of course. <laughs> the end zone. Yeah, you, you can would come think, grab a beer at yeah, the game, exactly. which is great. You would think that. Coach, we appreciate you uh, no. taking your time. I appreciate I'm, you. I want to take a minute and uh, I want to thank our sponsors here. Yes, thank you so much to our awesome sponsors. We could not do this show without y'all. I want to thank uh, Regal Title, and that's Tabitha King, uh, Rhonda McCrary with Iberia Bank, uh, Nate the Great Burns with Grand Slam Collectibles, uh, David Mathis, Grand yeah, Grand Slam Collectibles. Uh, HBO just did a story on him. I bought, uh, I bought my baseball cards from Grand Slam about a month ago. Oh, Nate, good. Nate was on our show last week. <laughs> Nate the he's Great. He's funny. He's awesome. Great story. They're writing a book about it. I think they're going to do a documentary on him. But uh, Gallagher Guitars, David Mathis. Oakstone Builders, Chris Rowland. Wheelworks here on South Church Street with Mitch Robinson. Garrison Fort Trucking, uh, Bill Walker and Gina Burgess. Uh, Stevie Smoot with Bio Renew. And Chef Raymond uh, with Seasons. And also, go check out uh, the Dewdrop Jamboree, September 25th, at the Washington Theater at Patterson Park. Thanks, Lynn Wallace. Yep. All right. That's going to be a fun thing. We love it. Dewdrop Jamboree. (laughs) Okay. Well, we are going to go ahead and close out the show. Coach, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. We are excited for the season and for those kids that work so hard. And we appreciate you coming in tonight. Wishbone. Thank you, you, Coach. Appreciate y'all. We better see that wishbone out there, okay? Oh, my God. One play. One play. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.
ever seen an acoustic guitar being built? At Gallagher Guitar Company in downtown Murfreesboro, we have trained luthiers who are building some of the finest guitars in the world. You can schedule a tour of the shop and visit our showroom on Saturdays or by appointment. Also, look for live music at our Walnut Street location on Friday and Saturdays, as well as the Old Time Music Jam every second and fourth Thursday at 6. Come check it out. Is your home experienced storm damage, or do you just need a remodel? Oakstone Builders LLC is your answer. They also build custom homes. You can find them at 3173 South Church Street here in Murfreesboro or call 931-488-5967. That's 931-488-5967. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parts Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. You can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street, for a free estimate. We also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Grand Slam Collectibles is your place in Murfreesboro to buy, sell, and trade sports cards, collectibles, and memorabilia. Head over to their website only at GrandSlam.com. They're located at 1254 Northwest Broad Street. You can also reach them by phone at 615-809-2362 or become one of their over 30,000 followers on Facebook at Grand Slam Collectibles 615. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. 
Garrison Fork Trucking is a small trucking business located in Middle Tennessee. They aim to provide the highest quality of services for their shippers and receivers and offer the opportunity of job stability and quality of life for their drivers. Benefits include paid orientation and training, performance bonuses, no force dispatch, truck remains with the team, referral bonuses, direct deposit weekly, competitive pay, and a flexible schedule. Give them a call at 615-721-2286 or online at garrisonforktrucking.com. Donwood Plumbing, been around since 1978. The company started with one employee and now it's one of the top three plumbing companies in Middle Tennessee. They offer services in residential and commercial plumbing, gas piping, underground utilities, as well as plumbing repair. Contracted and licensed to all of Tennessee. Give them a call at 615-366-9663 or also the same as 615-721-2286.